Well, hi there, preachers. And uh, today we're looking at sermon number four in our series called Too Casual. I'm on with Pastor Ross and Pastor Chris, who authored this particular sermon series. Chris, before we get to you, Ross, why don't you just kind of set us up? Where does this land in, where does this fall sort of in the greater series called Too Casual? Yeah, this series, as, as if you've been listening along, you know this series is about the attributes of God and our response to those attributes. So we've talked uh, so far, number one, we've talked about God's omniscience, all-knowing. We talked about God's power. We talked about God's holiness. And this is, we're coming now, coming off of holiness and power, this is a great sort of a contrasting theme to some of, the, some of those other ones to talk now about uh, God's compassion, and we're going to see how that's illustrated in the person of Jesus. Yeah, I think it's good to remember that if you're preaching this entire series that some of these are going to be some of these sermons are going to be a little bit more in your face and some of them are going to swing to the other end of the spectrum and and be encouraging. This is one of the encouraging ones. So Chris, thank you for taking the lead on this uh, this particular <laughs> my, sermon. My pleasure. Especially after we talked about the holiness of God, you know, and the, uh, the in in week one, we talked about Ananias and Sapphira. So people are going to be waiting <laughs> to hear this one at this point, yeah. right? Um, so Chris, yeah, why don't you absolutely. do this? Just kind of walk us through, just to give us a two-minute summary of this sermon with your key points, and then we're going to drill down on each one of those points. Yeah, what I really kind of wanted listeners to get is to see you know, how amazing the attribute of God's compassionate love really is for them. You know, just kind of getting them to understand, you know, how much God really, truly loves us and how it's demonstrated in his character. And so really the, the main points kind of start off with just that, God being compassionate to all people. And then moving into, you know, how God demonstrated that compassion ultimately through Jesus and, and what he did for us. And and really the, the character of God's compassion coming through Jesus himself. And then really kind of wanted to land the plane, you know, talking about how true compassion then as followers of Christ, how it should lead us to make it about other people. So that's kind of the, the three points. God's compassion uh, is for everyone. Uh, God's compassion is costly. And really true compassion is about other people. Okay, it's good. I like it, and it's a. I think it's a really simple structure. There's a lot of room to uh, sort of add your own ideas and thoughts and stories. So, Chris, how how are you going to set the hook in the sermon? How are you going to open this one up? Yeah, really, the the hook is for me is to bring attention to um, you know how in our culture I think that we're really selfish and how casual we are in our view of God and His compassion. And then to kind of contrast that and highlight really how selfless and compassionate God is in spite of our selfishness. So, you know, I think for for us, it's easy to miss the point of compassion instead of seeing the real problem of what compassion, you know, or or people having a need. We really make it about us. Right. So um, really kind of the hook is to maybe start out with a little bit of a, a funny story um, to kind of draw in to help people understand, you know, God's compassion and how we make it really about us in a, in a self selfie culture, a social media kind of culture that we live in. Yeah, that's good. Ross, do you have any compassion, any stories of compassion or the lack thereof? Are you going to throw yourself under the bus when you <laughs> preach this sermon? Yeah. Yeah, that'd be easy to do. That'd be easy to do. You know, I can tell stories all about, you know, the people that I never helped. <laughs> yeah. I actually do. I actually do have a story about, uh, I was goaded to help someone 
once when I was single, I was dating this woman and she, and, uh, and she took umbrage because I never stopped to help people. Mm. And so, you know, I did. I actually stopped to help this one woman walking through the snow from home from church one day. And I, but I, I took a selfie of it, of me and her, and <laughs> sent it to this woman. So do I get credit for her compassion or not? You know, this ulterior, I think that's, that's what you're saying, Chris, is that uh, we get really selfish. And so I'm, I'm compassionate out of a selfish motive in that case. Yeah, and I think the key part of that story, Ross, is that you stopped dating that woman. Right? <laughs> it wasn't long after that. Yeah, it's yeah, good. So we see, we see how much <laughs> compassion you have. So I think one of the stories, this, the, what I'm going to open with on this one, Chris, I, the, I love this, I, this topic because I have such a great picture of the two extremes. I was with two friends of mine in Seattle a couple of years back, and the one guy, you know, a, a kind of a poor guy, a, a beggar comes up to us and he asks for some money or whatever, asks for a, for a hot meal. And the one guy just had that, that folded his arms and just so cynical and wouldn't even look at the guy. And the other guy is engage- literally had a 20-minute conversation, engaging with him, cared about him, shared the gospel with the guy, and then at the end of the day ended up giving him, giving him some money. And here I am, and, and I, I'm going to be the, the, the congregant, right? I'm sitting here watching these two extremes, this, this whole 20-minute conversation, thinking, which guy am I more like, right? Because the reality is, I was more like the guy who was folding his arms, even though that wasn't my demeanor. I still never said a word to the guy. I still never engaged with the guy, right? And so anyway, that, I think that's the, the story that I'm going to open with. And anyone who's going to preach this, I'm sure you can think of a, just a great story to get people thinking about how compassionate they might be or might not be. All right, so, mm-hmm. so Chris, let's jump into your first point. Uh, your first point then is that God is compassionate to all. What scripture are you going to use here and how are you going to develop this point? Yeah, really, um, kind of the main scripture that we're going to be talking about is in Exodus 34, uh, in, in verses 5 through 6. And this is when God reveals his glory to Moses for the, really for the first time. And what he says to him is that, that he is Yahweh, the Lord, God of compassion and mercy. And so the very first thing that God uh, says about himself is that he is compassionate, that he's merciful. And so the very first thing that we can see about God is that he truly and deeply cares um, about his people and he's compassionate for them. You know, to me, this is interesting because God should have, I feel like, been more harsh on, on the people, in my opinion. Hmm. <laughs> um, you know, yeah. we're, throughout, throughout their lives, I mean, as he was, you know, revealing himself to them and leading them and guiding them, they always made it about themselves. And so, in my opinion, God should have been very just and said, listen, I've given you opportunity. I've, I've, you know, I've done all of these things for you and you still made it about you. You know, two, two chapters earlier, they're making a, a, a golden calf mm. uh, to, to, you know, worship a, a, another God. And so uh, for me, this is truly amazing about God that he says, listen, I am the Lord God and I am compassionate and merciful. Like, that is just a, a an amazing description of God's love and and grace and and mercy upon us. So that's kind of the, the just of that first part. Um, and then again, when we get into the second point, we talk more about how God does that through Jesus, and, and we can talk about that here. 
Yeah. So Chris, let's on this first point, one of the things you say, first of all, I think that's brilliant. What you, you know, and anyone prepping this should go back and read those, Mm -hmm. uh, that, that fuller context of the story. Chris, I think it's great what you say, in my opinion, God should have been a little more maybe holy, (laughs) right. To reference the previous week, he should have been more holy, less compassionate, more holy, more set apart, maybe a little more righteous anger. Um, but he doesn't, That, that is, that's a pretty great insight. Um, even thinking about my two friends in Seattle, yeah, he's he's definitely the the nice. The other guy had a good reason to be skeptical. He had a good reason um, to not be compassionate. But at the end of the day, the 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 other friend was the compassionate one, and he said, "You know what? My, God calls me to be compassionate. It's not my job. What happens to the money when I give the guy the money? <laughs> you know, that's what he that's mm-hmm. what he ended up saying." So, Chris, yeah. one of the things you're going to do in this first point is you're going to define compassion. Um, so, why right. don't you walk us through that right now? How are you? What working definition are you using for compassion in the sermon? Yeah, I think for for me, compassion defined specifically in the message is really the quality of showing favor. You know, being gracious or kindness, um, really having pity. You know, or, or even mercy. I think again throughout. Scripture, believe it or not, that what this verse in Exodus is actually repeated by a lot of different people, you know, by Joel, Jonah, uh, it's all throughout the Psalms. And so really what, what this is, is, you know, it's showing that people understand that God is merciful and that he uh, is loving and caring. One of my favorite scriptures is in Psalm seventy-eight thirty-eight, and it says that, Yet he was merciful and forgave their sins and did not destroy them all. Many times he held back his anger and didn't unleash his fury. And so this kind of goes back to that idea that God could have been just. God could have done all of these things. But again, he's showing his compassion to everyone. Um, It's just in his nature. It's in his character. So, No, that's good. Then in the second point, you move on in the sermon. And I like just the simple flow of the sermon, Chris. You say now— the second point is that God's compassion is costly. And this obviously is when you're going to get into a New Testament story and you're going to start talking about Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I mean, again, moving from God being compassionate at all now, really then, then the, the, the hope is to now show how costly God's compassion was for us. I mean, in reality, it cost him his son, right? He sent Jesus to the earth to live and to die for us so that we could be in relationship with him. I mean, talk about true compassion you know, giving up your, your child for your other children. I mean, that's, that's just a, there's so much depth and and richness in that, but really we move on to show how God's compassion was demonstrated by Jesus. You see, Jesus was God, right? So in his nature was compassion. And so Jesus throughout the old, I'm sorry, the new Testament demonstrated that compassion. Not only did he have compassion, um, but he followed it by, an action. And, and that's something that we see in, in several verses that we're going to highlight um, throughout the, the New Testament. Um, and so, yes, we're, we're, we're Jesus being fully God. He is taking on his characteristics, right? And because he is God and he is going to be compassionate. And I'm looking at your notes here, Chris, and I, I see that you're going to pull out a Greek word here. <laughs> and yeah. uh, so anyone listening to this podcast, yeah. I really encourage you to go look this up in Chris's manuscript because you spell this one out. So go ahead and say the word for us maybe a couple times <laughs> because preachers, I follow, I'm, I'm, if, 
if pre well, I want to say just if preachers are out there and they want to impress the crowd, you're going to want to get this word right. So, Chris, go for it. Yeah, I have to preface this with in my sermon notes, I said I'm probably saying this wrong. <laughs> so more than likely, it's wrong. But um, the, the Greek word is phoknizomai, and really, what it means is, and it's kind of an interesting term, but it's uh, to have your your insides or your bowels yearning, and so it's kind of this idea of a, a, a massive stomach ache, mm. right? And so when you see that word spotnitomai, it's, you know, this feeling of unease, of uncomfort. And so when Jesus comes up, up, upon people, um, you know, there's several stories uh, that, that we're going to try to highlight. One is when he, he meets with the leper and, um, you know, the Bible says he had compassion spotnitomai, and so he healed the leper. He, he actually touched the leper and there's there's a lot of depth in that as well and and so i mean just those little things where what we see in that greek word is this movement to action i mean there's there's pain and there's you know deep deep compassion within and then jesus always follows that up with an action he heals them he touches them uh he teaches them and so you know this idea of this this pain inside of you know this compassionate pain to 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 then spur on and to do movement is is truly amazing. It really just shows how much, again, that God truly loves His people and has compassion on them. Hmm. Yeah, you did say it right, by the way. Just to let you know, that's good. Yeah, I was going to get a ruling from you, Ross. <laughs> yeah, Thank so you. it's uh, <laughs> so it's an interesting word. It's an interesting concept. And typically, I, I'm I'm not usually in favor of 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 dragging out Greek and Hebrew words. But in this mm-hmm. case, it's so interesting. It's an interesting word. It sounds interesting, and it has this unique idea that helps us, our, our listeners, understand the interplay between the emotional as- aspect of compassion and the practical aspect of compassion. And it gives you an opportunity, Chris, to make a joke about eating McDonald's, right? Because it's uh, those <laughs> yeah. bowels I mean, yearning, the, right? I, pain in the bowels, yeah. I, I, yeah, and I'm I'm with you, Ross, and specifically in, in our culture and in our church, it's a little different, right? And so we have to be careful in how we communicate things and really be intentional about our audience. And so um, I, I also think that every once in a while in, in messages, it's really good to bring a little bit of depth or maybe a nugget that is interesting that will, again, su- supply an additional hook or get people in or to get them thinking. And so I think it's important to know your audience, but also... Uh, if something like this really can highlight and can bring attention to what you're trying to get across, I think that's really beneficial at times. Yeah, yeah, one of the things I like that you say here too, Chris, is that compassion was at the core of Jesus's lifestyle. Not it was an attack on activity. You know, that mm-hmm. was so part of who, like you said, he's God. So it's so it's so uh, part of his nature that he he yeah. f- he acted with compassion because it was who he was. And to me, that's such a great uh, challenge for us as we're listening to this sermon. As, and as you get then to your last point, because you go from the first point is that, you know, God is compassionate to everyone. Then you're talking about the cost, the cost of compassion through Jesus Christ. And now you're going to end the sermon just real practically by saying that true compassion is about others. And so explain mm-hmm. how you're going to how you're going to tease out this third point and then how you're going to close the sermon. Yeah, really, this this obviously is now moving from, okay, we've been talking about 
who God is, right? It's who he says that, it, that he is. It, it's demonstrated in how he interacts with his people and how he's been compassionate and gracious. And then we move into, you know, the life and action of Jesus and how he, you know, really did those things as being God himself. And so now I, I move into saying, okay, now look, if you're a follower of Christ, if you have experienced God's compassion for yourself, it now then should move us as Christ followers to have compassion on others, right? So for us, receiving God's compassion and his love and his mercy, it should move us, it should spur us on to view others with that same type of compassion. It should cause us to act, um, not just to feel bad or to have empathy for something, but to really truly have action. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the scriptures that I, that I use in this point is what the Apostle Paul um, says as he's listing, you know, a number of qualities to, to the Colossian church as God's chosen people. And he says this in Colossians 3.12, therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, right? We've experienced God's compassion and his love. Now clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience, right? The fruits of the Spirit. And so it's this idea now that we've experienced this from God, we then should be spurred on to do this for other people. Yeah, so Chris, related to that, um, tell me, give me an idea of who do you who you see this target audience really being? If there's some some typical kind of person out there, you know, in the in the seats on Sunday, uh, what's the profile of the person that you're that you're really trying to engage um, in this message? Yeah, yeah. So this, I think, for this this point in particular, I think I'm really trying to focus on. Um, a Christian believer, right? Someone maybe who's going to church, mm -hmm. uh, someone who, you know, might just be there and is kind of going through the motions and, and checking off the boxes. And to be quite frankly, I think that we all can do that as Christ followers. At times we can uh, just really kind of make it about us, to, to be quite honest. So yeah. really just kind of highlighting, look, this this isn't just, this is a non-negotiable for Christ followers. You know, God calls us to, to go and make disciples. And part of you know, making disciples is to see people through God's eyes, right? And to, to love them and to care and to serve and to give and to do all of these things. And so I think the first two points are really, um, you know, you, you have a broad range of people that you can hit. Listen, God is compassion. He loves you regardless of what you've done or will ever do. Right. He loves you. He can forgive you. And then that moves into Christ can then be that forgiveness for you. And so now, this one really is focusing on, now listen, for those of you who have experienced Christ Jesus, you are called. It's a mandate. It's, it's required of you to love others and to have compassion, love God and love people, right? And so that's kind of what I'm trying to, to get to here in this final point. Yeah, that's good. So, so if you have a gospel appeal, it sounds like that might be the best place for that is in point two? Or, I, or that, where would you put that? That's kind of the hope, yeah. Yeah, I would, I would more than likely do that. This here, I think, is maybe a call or a charge for followers of Christ to, yeah. to, to take action. Yeah. Um, the gospel, I think, can fit in point one or two even, right? Mm -hmm. So um, that's, that's probably how I would structure it and shift it, is if you are going to present, we should always be presenting the gospel. I think it's Christ and his action, or even the very first part of saying, like, compassion is a big deal to God, and here's how you can experience it, right? Yeah. So. Now, th this third point is an action step to those who, are, who have experienced that forgiveness, and we are now followers of Christ. 
how are we then to love others and to treat others? Yeah, good. Chris, I like, I'm looking at your notes and I, I like the story of your son at Feed My Starving Children. I think that's a great <laughs> story that captures yeah. uh, what you're saying at the, at the last point here. Why don't you explain that real quick? Yeah, it, it's interesting because I think for us, compassion, I mean, overexposure to, to suffering kind of desensitizes us. I mean, we, we can see things and, you know, we live in our world. Again, this is kind of that self-focused world type thing. And and for, for my son, Carden, you know, he's he's 10 years old, bless his heart. And, and here we are getting ready to pack meals for Feed My Starting starving Children. And then after we're done packing these meals, they show you a, a really touching video about, hey, this is where your efforts are going. This is where the food is going. And, you know, my, my son looks up there and he's like, they don't look like they're starving at all. <laughs> <laughs> and And it's like. Well, yeah, starting, they're not starving right now because someone actually did something like we just packed meals for them, right? And so it's this, this idea that we're so sensitized to how other people do things in the world, uh, and it, it's just really me focused. And so helping him understand, like, Cardin, listen, because of our actions, because of what God's done for us, it allows us to do this, and now these people have experienced God's compassion through our packing these meals, right? Mm. So uh, I think it's just bringing real life stories of how, um, you know, whether it's funny or even just real and authentic and raw, or maybe even depth here, um, just to kind of say, look, our compassion and what we do for people is very important, whether it's packing meals or like your friend, you know, giving something $20 for a, a meal, you know, whatever it might be, we are to take action and that's important. So are you, how are you going to close the sermon then, Chris? Are, because that third point is really kind of a closing point, right? It's an action, it's an action step yeah. for everybody. Are you going to bring it back to the idea of too casual, that uh, we can be sometimes too casual in our view toward compassion and reaching out? Yeah, I, I think for me in a conclusion, my, my goal is really to always have the listeners take action, right? So whether that's you know, to take action and experiencing Christ for the first time, or, you know, if it's a specific message here where it's, okay, now look, God is a compassionate God. This is how he's displayed that for us. Now, our action step as followers of Christ is to take action and to be compassionate about others. Um, in this specific message, my action step would be for people to really genuinely care about others. You know, I, I really want my listeners to understand that as a follower of Christ, God calls us to care about others so much more than we do. And in our casual view of how we do things or even view God, we make it about us. And really, it's all about God and how we treat other people, right? Love God and love others. And so I think compassion matters. So that's really how I'm going to kind of wrap it and close it from there. Yeah, and Ross, maybe speak to the pro programming note here. Some churches might, uh, if they if they have enough time, uh, to be prepping this out ahead of time, they might uh, pair this up with maybe an outreach opportunity. Right. There might be a, a number of different ways that the, that the church is already structured in relationships with local ministries or have their own ministries that allow this to be expressed. That would be a great way to mobilize people toward an outreach center, a food bank, uh, whatever it might be, sponsoring mm -hmm. children, whatever the church is, is uh, really supporting. Yeah, but I, we, but I think, Ross, you had mentioned this earlier, that, that if churches do that, I think it's important, though, that you say this isn't we really want to weave this into the to to our lives as people. You know, like Chris said earlier in one of the points, it's 
for Jesus, compassion was an attack on it was a right. lifestyle. It was right. it was who he was. Yeah, and sometimes those uh, those particular emphases can be a, a, a on ramp for people to become more mm-hmm. compassionate. Hopefully, that would be the mm-hmm. case. Yeah. I, I would like to, if I was, you know, as I teach this sermon, I'm hoping I can throw out a few for instances, even if there's not something happening in the life of the church, you know, um, a few possible concrete things so mm-hmm. that people can bring it out of the abstract a little bit. And, yeah. um, you know, so have you have you thought about some ideas, Chris, about maybe just uh, some what-ifs in, in application? Yeah, I think, I mean, again, it's more so that, I mean, there's so many ways that we can have compassion. And I think it can even happen in your home church, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, part of what we do is we reach out. Here at Alpine, we have an outreach center or you know, things of that nature to where even giving, you know, a, a tithe or an offering to support a ministry um, within your local church, you know, you, maybe we don't have events or things going on, but you can still give to the cause. Maybe it's serving in kids' church. There are a lot of people that you can have compassion on when they come into our, into our church, right? And so I think practically at our church, but even above and beyond that, I mean, there are like, Things like Compassion International, to where you can adopt a child or, you know, even Feed My Starving Children, you can support financially to where it's helping, you know, get more meals for for more kids. There's a lot of ways. So I think it's just, number one, understanding the needs of your church. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you do have opportunities, push them in that direction. If you don't, maybe having a a few ideas on hand to say, hey, this is how you can be practical. And even above and beyond any action step item, you can be praying for people, right? I right. mean, you can pray that, that God would bring more people into your life, into the church, so that they can experience Him. And I think there's just so many ways that you can actually do that. Yeah, that's great. That's good. That well, sounds good. Chris, thank you. The sermon is titled The Compassionate Conspiracy. It's sermon number four in our Two Casual series. So any of you out there who want to preach this one at your church, you can find uh, Chris's manuscript notes and all kinds of other tools connected to this sermon at PursueGodNetwork.org and check out the sermon library there. Thanks for listening.